Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I'm 40 fucking years old. If I don't know how to do it now, I'm in deep trouble. Paula? I got a giant stuffed monkey. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth, everybody. Welcome, welcome. It's actually episode 198. I think I put 197 on the outline, but it's actually 198. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. God. (laughs) Are you going to sneeze? No, I was just like hoping I could get through it. I was so scared. (laughs) I was so scared. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so welcome listeners. Thank you for your massive downloads this month. It's been really awesome. So you're sharing the show. You're listening to at least half of the episode. <laughs> so congratulations on significant downloads this month, Doug. Then we should mention that uh, we appreciate all of those who are using our Avon links yes. to purchase all of your makeup needs. If you don't Thank know you. how to uh, get to our Avon link, just go to our Ugly Truth page and go to the Ugly Mall, and it's right there. So Pink you can uh, get some great deals on makeup, yes. especially because it's getting to be that time of the year where you might want to change your skin color makeups and go to more fun springtime colors because the sun is shining. Yeah. Where well, not right now, but yes, for most, normally. For most places. So remind that reminds me, one time I went to... I went to Macy's. This was a couple of years ago. I went to Macy's because Mackenzie, uh, my 21-year-old back then, she was in high school, she was out of makeup. And back then, Bare Essentials was like the makeup to buy. Oh, right. So I went to the Bare Essentials section. And, you know, they always have those women who represent the products. And they will do pretty much anything you want. Like, you know, they'll do makeovers or, you know, brow bar or whatever when you go into these makeup sections at Macy's. And so I walk in and I know exactly what I'm getting. I know what color I'm getting. I'm literally going in, grabbing this little box of powder and walking to the register. Nothing for myself. And I walk in and she's like, oh, hi, can I help you? And I said, nope, I know exactly what I need. I'm just grabbing this and that'll be it for me today. And she goes, you know you're probably due for a color change on your foundation because the weather's changing. And I looked at her and I was like, do I look like I need a color change? Are you trying to tell me something? She's like, well, no, it's just suggested. I'm like, stop selling me shit. Just buy, let me buy this and get out of here. God. You didn't come out looking like Donald Trump or something like that. No. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't like the backhanded compliment. It's not even a compliment. It's It's just insult. The backhanded insult recommendation right 
And then, of course, your self-conscious going, what, what do you mean? Are, what, do I look weird? Do I look like a geisha or something? Like, what's up? <laughs> like, what are you trying to say? That I don't know how to apply my makeup? I'm 40 fucking years old. If I don't you know, know how to do it now, I'm in deep trouble. It is what it is. You know, not God. all of us can look like we weigh, you know, 85 pounds with, <laughs> you know, perfect contoured faces. And purple eyeshadow that doesn't look like you gave yourself a black eye. And just for your information, I actually go home to a real home, like a home I own. <laughs> <laughs> not my bedroom at my parents house yeah. makeup she was, lady she was a zygote that's for sure <laughs> she was a youngin anyway but the other thing with avon too is they do have great skin products for the sun so yes if you want to know how to avoid injections in your face use sunscreen and moisturizer and avon has a bunch of them i know you use the skin line skin line well, most of their products, like just the moisturizers and yeah. things like that, they're already SPF 15 or right. a lot of the foundations are SPF 15. I use so. everything with SPF and almost literally, I mean, have, I have one set of moisturizers that don't have SPF, but it's for like nighttime. So you can look, but most of the makeup products have it there as well. Yeah, so you're going to you're going to be covered either way covered okay so moving on remember when i worked for that agency in los angeles when i got back into media after i had my baby malia yes yes stan k was my boss when i first started getting into um agency work and our the main client was wendy's the right i remember that i learned so much working for Stan. He was so knowledgeable and he was one of the few people who worked in the agency side that everybody respected and really, really liked. And towards the end, he retired. And when he retired, his sons were not in media. So he literally closed the agency. He sold the account to another agency. Mm -hmm. And luckily that agency kept on 80% of the staff, including me, because I had such a niched position that no one else could do it at the time until, I mean, eventually I was phased out, which was, you know, I was telecommuting from Northern California. I didn't live in LA. And so it was great of them to buy my contract and let me stay on for another couple of years. But once right. the, once it was done, it was done. And it, But it was a great time period. Well, I found out yesterday from someone I used to work with that Stan passed away on Valentine's Day. Oh, I know he was older. You know, he was much older. I would say he was probably in his late 80s. I would think he was quite he was he was, you know, he might have been in his 90s, actually. When he retired? No, 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 no. When he passed away. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think he I think he retired at probably 70 something. But anyway, regardless, I adored Stan. He was old L.A. He lived he lived in a neighborhood where Johnny Carson used to live. It it, oh. it looked it looked like a moderate neighborhood in Burbank. Like gotcha. you you would you would go we went to his home, you know, we used to go to his home for for gatherings and Christmas parties. They would fly me down and I would go and it was so wonderful. You'd go to his home and it seemed so modest, but everything was pristine. The neighborhood was so pristine, but everything looked like the Fab 40s in Sacramento. Oh, really beautiful and old school looking old money. Gotcha. Okay, so we'd go into his home and it was just beautiful. 
and everything was just so well constructed and really just solid. You can just tell it wasn't built by, you know, it's not like these mini mansions now that you see everywhere that were built in three days. This yeah. thing was serious. So anyway. Well, they didn't really do cookie cutter homes back no, then. No, no, they did not really. And and the, it was just everything was just full of character and just everything was so beautiful. So I remember him telling me, he's like, oh, yeah, he goes, you know, Milton Berle or, you know, Johnny right, Carson right. were his neighbors. But you would never know. You would never know because everything was just so modest. But right. it was just amazing. Anyway, he taught me everything I needed to know about agency work, working with with companies. And I mean, to this day, that information is still valuable. I help producer Dub with his job. Stuff that you wouldn't even think of. It comes in handy even after all this time. So save home to Stan. You were, oh God, he was just so helpful. Really rounded out my knowledge of media. Do you know so, when his funeral is? It was yesterday. Oh, he was, that was well, fast. He, well, he's Jewish and they don't dick around when it comes oh. to funeral services. So yeah, I guess not, huh? they don't. And you know, it was it, the one thing that I also on a personal level for him is he lost his wife almost 20 years ago. And he never, ever stopped talking about her. He oh, attributes God. everything. He attributes all his success to her. Uh, the staff loved her. Gosh, don't you, like, don't you kind of, I shouldn't say don't you hate men like that, but I mean, do, <laughs> don't men like that just absolutely break your heart? Like you know the what? ones that never move on and and they like can they like wear their wedding ring like until they die. And stuff <laughs> he didn't. Like that. Yeah, he wasn't exactly like that, but he never he never got over her death. He said he was she was the love of his life. Uh, he did date other women. Uh, I had the privilege of escorting him to a Christmas party once. Okay. Not in a not in a romantic way, but no, he just was, as you know a friend. As a fr- yeah, well, I worked with him, and you know, it was just he was such a sweet, kind gentleman, and they're they just don't make him like that yeah. very often. And like I said, he did move on in the sense that he had some some ladies in his life, but they never they just paled paled into comparison to it was his just lovely Phyllis for companionship. Of course, it was, but he was, and he is. He was so generous, just the most generous man. So if you know someone like that in your life, don't even take that for granted because they are one in a million, one in a million in business, private life, whatever. And, you know, all men who they should strive to be so fabulous. So I feel very fortunate to have known him. I'm and I and I really appreciate all of his knowledge and I'll never forget that. So I didn't get to go to the service obviously because it was so quick, but I was so sad. I was sad. And you know it, that is proof that it does not matter how old someone is. When they pass away and they've left an indelible mark on someone's life, it doesn't matter how old they were. It's still sad. Well, you just you do what you can. You know, you just yeah. you help out when you can. But yes, it 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 does. You know what? There was always a little sense of sadness, I suppose, that his wife was not around to see grandchildren and weddings and success and retirement. Because, you know, you plan things and then, you know, fucking cancer screws it all up for you. You know, it sucks. Well, like I tell you about, you know, our friend Steve and him and his wife, they had been married for, you know, God, 30 years or something like that. And she and is this veteran Steve? Yeah, veteran. Steve. Okay, okay. He just always had it in his mind that he would die first. 
And right. she wound up dying within a day of a massive heart attack. Oh, shoot. It was so unexpected and just yeah. came out of nowhere that it, it was it, it was just stunning. Oh. And he just didn't know even know what to do with himself. You know? Yeah, it's hard. You know what? It. I, I don't think you ever. I, I don't think anyone can truly prepare for the loss of their partner. I. I just don't think it's possible. And that was, you know, gosh, I want to say almost ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And he still talks about her like she's, you know, he just says, "Well, my wife, this, my wife, that." Yeah. You know, he like he talks about her like she's still here. You know, right. he wears his wedding ring, and you know, it's just like he's just not ready to. There seems seems to be two schools of men, and I'm super generalizing. There's the school of man who simply refuses to not refuse. That's a that's the wrong word. The men like veteran Steve, Mm -hmm. who simply just you know they're done. That's it. I'm married for you know I'm married till I die. Wear the ring. You know, single whatever. And then there's the other men who. Get married within a year. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They get married right away because they know themselves well and they need they need someone. And, the you know, you hear that thing where it says, if you've had true love in your life before and you lose your partner, you will easily find it again. It, it, it's more likely that you'll fall in love again. And those men are able to do that. They're able to let that go and then open themselves up to new love. I always claim that when I die young, Daryl will find a new woman very quickly. He doesn't like being alone and he absolutely knows what it's like to be in love. And now, so I, you know, as as a living, breathing woman now to say that it pisses me off, but I know that if I croak, he'll find some and he'll, she'll be a good one. I really believe it. I really believe it. I agree with that as well. I have no doubt that Victor will find someone within like three months. I mean, (laughs) Three months? Wow, you're giving him a lot of time. I'm positive. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I don't like it, but right. I'm just being realistic. I know who he is. So, well, some and I and really I know his situation with three yeah. children. It'll just be out of complete necessity. Yeah, he's like, I'll be I'll be trolling the night after, man. It's like, hey, what are you up to? He'll be funeral crashing. Yeah, he will literally be like, so, nice black dress. So, you were a friend of Paula's, huh? (laughs) You probably loved her children, right? Right. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Okay, really quick before we move on. We have a lot to recap on this week. This week has been a week of adventure, has it not? Oh, my God, yes, it has. Really quick, I had to tell you, I've been holding on to this because I, I thought it was just so freaking funny. I I had a dream the other day. You know how I always look at my dream interpretations? Yes, of course. I had a dream that I was dealing drugs. Whoa. Okay. Not only was I dealing them, I was manufacturing them. Like what, what kind of drugs? They it was meth. <laughs> it was meth. Yeah. I swear. I don't know. And then on top of it, I was giving it to friends and <laughs> they were taking it. Was that not the weird? Is that not the weirdest thing ever? That is weird. All it says was if you dream that you are dealing or selling drugs, it represents changes. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. What else? 
Give me more. What a bizarre like dream and interpretation. I know. And I don't even know what that means. Like changes like because drugs alter your thinking or alter. I'm not sure how they come up with that, but it says it represents changes. I'm like, well, there hasn't been any significant changes in my life yet. So did you look up friends? Like what do friends mean in dreams? Let me see. You know what? I didn't. I didn't even think about that part. You know, sometimes I I try to remember that, but let's see. Friend, ex-boyfriend. To see friends in your dreams signify aspects of your personality that you have rejected but are ready to incorporate and acknowledge. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Dreaming about your friend signifies aspects of yourself that you're trying to get to know. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. But anyway, I just... Maybe you're ready to change... Maybe I'm ready to start smoking pot. No, I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, so I just thought the dream thing was funny. So this last week was the week of Valentine's Day. Yes. Now, really, I can quickly tell you ours was very insignificant because I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. But Daryl got two cards for me. And I so I got the cards. I purchased a card for him. We all loved them. Everything was sweet. We had dinner, a glass of wine, and that was the end of it. We just don't do the big to do. Oh, yours was even better than mine. Well, I figured you would have something to say about yours because I know exactly how part of yours went. (laughs) So please tell me, how did it go? So um, we were outside sitting on the porch and um, he says, so, you know, what do you think of like this Valentine's Day or whatever, you know? I just like had this look on my face because I was kind of irritated. Was it the same face you gave him when he gave you a photo frame for your birthday? Well, I was irritated because I had asked him earlier. I'm like, so I'm like, do you, because the kids were at school. I said, so I'm like, and it was a nice day. Yeah, it was. And I said, so I'm like, do you want to take like the dogs for a walk or something? And he's like, no, not really. Okay. I'm like, well, did you want to like, go out to lunch or you know right right he's like no he's like i really got to do this other thing and (laughs) i really got to take a shit and yeah uh, and so then clean out my oil filter he's like are you wanting to do something for valentine's day or what (laughs) oh god way to really set that up No, he says are you feeling about valentine's day as like i am i don't think so he's like what do you mean he says like you know it is what it is i would have started crying i I was he went inside and i was just like so irritated we're not in the best spot sure to be perfectly honest i mean yeah yeah. well hey we all go we all ever everyone has peaks and valleys sure so he was not interested in celebrating any love there was not gonna be there was no love lost that day I think he could tell, though, that he hurt my feelings. Oh, and I hate so that. Later in the evening, yes. I got a giant stuffed monkey with with a heart. I got a big <laughs> bag of Dove chocolates. Mm. And uh, what else did I get? I got all my cards. <laughs> and then I got all the kids hugging me saying, huh? Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Way to use the kids. You're the best mom. Oh, my God. Love you. I would be... First of all, Dara, I... I can't even fathom that happening. That's well, not something I that gave would the happen. Monkey, I gave the monkey to Olivia. Immediately. Mm-hmm. I opened the chocolates and offered it to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that was pretty much it. I said, hey, the just only the best the CVS have to, has to offer for you, hun. <laughs> 
God. It's a way to way to hit it home, honey. So I I made it perfectly clear that this was just not going to be, ex- you know, I I was I was not going to swoon by any means. And you know, it's it's almost patronizing. <laughs> gestures were just far too late, and it didn't matter. You know what? I hate it when guys do that. I, and and all all men will attempt feebly when they've you know done something. I don't understand. I don't understand. I get it. You know, I get the whole, like, it is what it is, like, in your mind. Yes. I get that. Yes. But do we need to vocalize it on Valentine's Day? Of all days, right? I mean, can't, if, if it is what it is, you know, wouldn't that be nice opportunity to make an effort? Well, you know? especially, you know what, especially if you guys hate each other right now, sometimes it's like, look, I really hate everything about you right now, but I just want you to know I'm still in this for the haul. Especially when I had suggested, hey, let's take a nice walk. And, right. You know, go for, take the dogs. Or do you want to try and go to, to, go to lunch? You know, I mean. Olive branch. We, we don't have to look at each other, but, yeah. you know. It's like, let's, let's, let's at least, you know, try to bridge a gap. No, you I'm know, not interested. Uh, it is what it is. Let's see what else, you know. It's just like he's, you're so not feeling it to the point where it's just like you just can't even. You don't even want know, to see me. Make an effort. It was oh, just. Oh, jeez. I was see? so, I, I wasn't even hurt. I was no. just kind of like maybe a little bit, but I was more well, or less just like annoyed. <laughs> it's more just like, all right, well, you know what? Let the record reflect that I made an effort. Okay. When. When this comes round, I just want to know. I had almost wanted to get him a card and like, you know, right. I love you in dog shit or something like <laughs> that. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. know. It was well, just. It's, you know what? It Valentine's Day is is pretty much a letdown for, for with people because people put expectations into stuff. I mean, I remember being in in school, middle school and high school. And when they would do the candy grams or the flower grams or whatever. And I remember it's Valentine's Day and not getting one and thinking, I have put such high expectations onto something that is worth a dollar and it's yeah. not even worth a dollar and it's going to ruin my whole day. It's like, that's what those holidays do. It's so annoying. Oh, our oldest one, she got one, but get Good. this, okay? She and her, you know, supposed best friend at school. Mm-hmm. Talk about teenage drama, okay? <laughs> her best friend got asked out by her little ex boyfriend. Oh, oh, you mean, oh, you mean your thirteen year old's ex? My thirteen year old's ex boyfriend. Yes, asked out her BFF. Asked out her BFF, and the BFF said yes, yeah. and didn't even like, like, didn't even want to confer or discuss. She didn't ask her like, "Is this going to be okay with you? Is this going to yeah. hurt your feelings?" Or blah blah. Of course, blah. it's going to hurt her feelings. And I'm just like, well, that doesn't sound like she's being a very good friend. You well, know, it sounds no, like she's just it's not. Trying to trying to get her hands on whatever little boyfriend she can. Yeah, but this is this get these problems. The the little BFF, yeah. her last boyfriend, he was gay. <laughs> like oh. these are not the problems we had in school. Actually, well, in high school, yes, there were in my high school there were definitely. I don't want to call them problems. It's just that back then, when I was in high school, being gay, I mean that would have been beyond that would be like school transferable like homeschool level stuff but now they can they can own it early 
which is great. But in when I was in high school, I definitely looking back now and knowing these people now, courtesy of social media, I don't even want to know how they got through high school because they had that secret. And those are the most important years when you're a kid. You know, yeah, really? so it, the, the problem now is, oh, my God, he's so cute. I totally love him. You know, I, I hope he kisses me or whatever. And it's like, oh, I'm gay. Sorry. And then don't you feel like the fool because you didn't recognize that he was or she I was know. gay. And I think that's the quandary now. Whereas back when I was in school, they wouldn't dare ever tell anyone, no matter how much they liked you, that they were gay. Because, the, I mean, and the worst part about it is after they broke up yeah. she she tried to get him back and i'm just like i told mm-hmm. crystal i'm like doesn't she understand no. that it's not it's not her no. it's it's he, he he doesn't want her her category yeah that's just you not know? His, it's not her it's not his type it's it's not her yeah. it's not her look it has she, nothing to do she with says her she, i mean she says she's gonna come to school wearing makeup tomorrow i'm like it's not gonna matter <laughs> you know if she comes to school with a penis on tomorrow maybe but i mean it's it's not gonna work but, but what you're seeing is this is how kids figure out life that's why it's so important like our parents were so strict about interacting with boys and having relationships in school and all that stuff that I was super naive super naive all the way through until I was like 18 years old and then I went crazy the slutty girl I should have been in high school I became her after high school because I learned so much after I was out from under my parents you know restrictive you know, rules. But this is how kids learn. This is how they learn about what life is like. You know, they learn about sexual preferences. They learn about, you know, who's your real friend. They figure out what kind of guys they like or girls they like or whatever. I just, it's not fun. It's messy and uncomfortable. And there's a lot of emotions and stuff. But, but realistically, this is how they figure shit out. This is how they figure it out. And I, as long as they have a solid home base, they can pretty much endure anything. Of course, withstanding any kind of, you know, mental illness or drugs or, you know, those things hopefully don't occur. But regular daily life is how they, you know, figure it out. Poor girl. You know what? Sisters before misters, bitches. God, what? Ha- when did that change? The Ugly Truth podcast will always be free. So we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on Amazon via our links on UglyTruth.com. Here's Jamie with her Amazon pick of the week. Hey, Hugs. Well, 2017 is here, and it's all about the new. We already think you're pretty fabulous, so what in the world could you possibly improve? How about your music? Right now, you can try the Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. If you love it, you can customize your membership to fit your lifestyle. And don't you love our options? Yes, we do. So go through the Ugly Mall, click on the Amazon link, and check out the free trial for Amazon Music Unlimited. Thanks, Hugs. Bye! You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting UglyTruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Kids Corner. <laughs> so we're having we're having a bit of a problem with our teen. It's not a behavioral problem. It's a grade problem. Yeah. 
she is getting perfect, basically pretty perfect grades in all of her classes. Good. Except for one class. Okay. The biggest problem is is that the work is either not being turned in on time mm-hmm. or it's just not being turned in at all. Right. This has been probably a consistent problem with this class for the whole year. Well, is it the teacher? No, it's it's her. I mean, why? But why is she being so laxed about it? Is she trying to be cool? No, she really struggles with the class. You know, if she's turning everything in on time, she's doing her best and she can make the best grade she can get is probably a C. Mm hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's that's per- that's perfectly fine for us. Right. We have tried grounding her, taking away all of her electronics, you know, not letting her go to fun events that she wants to go to. But it just seems like nothing is motivating her to turn the work in on time or turn it in at all. Why? I mean, is she doing the work, though? I mean, is she... I mean, don't you make them do homework at, in, like, clear we view? We do. Well, then, I don't understand. Like, don't they have planners where they have to write down the homework on their in their planner and then have you sign it? I bought her a planner. Oh, they don't have planners in middle school? Ryan does. She does not. So I bought her a planner, mm-hmm. and she writes her homework down. It's only this one class? It's just the one class. Is there a boy in there? No. Does she not like the teacher? Uh, I don't think she has a problem with the teacher. I think she just really doesn't like the class. What is it? History. Well, the only thing that's going to happen, the the only thing that happens if they fail is that she either has to do summer school or she's going to be in remedial history when she goes to high school. I mean, that's all there is. If If you're literally doing everything you can do and nothing's working... Mm-hmm. She's just gonna have to be held accountable for the shitty grade, and then it's. And I would say, look, you know, I don't know if it's gonna prevent her from going to high school or not. Like, is it one of those things where if you, if you fail, you can't go to high school? Well, I mean, as long as she has a D, she'll pass. Mm-hmm. It's it's just our expectation that she well, has course. to have a C. Of of course, I understand that. I'm just saying that if she's like standing her ground on this and is just refusing to accommodate this one class for whatever reason, it almost sounds like a control issue personally. I don't know what it is. She doesn't have that much of a life anyway. So I don't know how much more you could possibly take away from her. And that's the thing is, is I talked to Victor and I said, her life is so controlled as it is. I said to the point where the restrictions almost seem punitive. They are punitive. And and I said, I don't want her to live like that. Uh, No one wants to live like that. They become prisoners. If she's on restriction all the time, then it's basically like, what's the point? Exactly. Which is why it's not working, by the way. And that's what I told him. And I said, what's the point of grounding her? Ground her from what, though? From her tablet, like her computer. Oh, oh. And, yeah. you know, all of those things. Because, I mean, she can't be having, you know, her full life. No, I understand. But I said what I would... So what we did is, is we talked about the things that... Victor just feels like she's being irresponsible. And I don't know if she's struggling or what her issue is. I said what I, what I think we should do is we should tell her the things that she's missing out on. Mm-hmm by not having 
a C in this class. Yeah. What we told her was, is that, you know, if you have a C in this class and you consistently maintain a C in this class, we were going to get you a cell phone. Right. We were going to let you ride your bike to school. I think, you know? I think dangling a carrot's a good idea. So that's what we did. And so I'm like, if you can work towards doing that for this class mm-hmm. and show us that you can be responsible and do all your homework and get all your grades in, then, you know, we'll feel like you're responsible enough to, uh, you know, ride, ride yourself to school on your bike right, or, right. And, and have a cell phone and not, you know, break it or something like that. Right. So that was the last thing we just did. So we're going to try that yeah. and see if it works. I think that's all all anyone can do because you know negative isn't working so that's what i felt like i'm like i'm like we can ground her until you know there's nothing left it's funny it's like almost the opposite of what's happening here at our house last night we were up till 11 30 doing malia's ap chemistry project (laughs) we were we were were literally up it, it was a significant project and she had a week to do it but when you have honors french honors math you know you have english you know you have all these other things and everything's above the average class that's a lot of work and because they're going into a vacation all the projects and all the tests and everything were today on a friday and going in so they have the whole week off after that so last night we're running to office supply stores we're cutting out little things for it's a it was for electron it was some kind of electron thing it was significant it required all hands on deck daryl and i both plus malia getting this thing done and then at a 10 it was like 10 30 at night we we were done she comes in and she is sobbing and we're like we're like what what happened what you we've nearly what's going on i made a mistake on page seven and this is like a 20 page project and one mistake the whole from that point until the end of the project has to be redone oh no and so we're like all right so she's just out of her mind she's exhausted she's so upset she's heartbroken that she made an error and so i turned to daryl said all right calm her down and then I will go and prepare the workstation because we have some work to do. <laughs> so she calmed her down and then he went downstairs. He, he knew exactly. We, we figured out exactly what she did. It was not going to be a major overhaul. But I came in and she's all. <laughs> and I said, Malia, I said, you're so tired. It's fine. You have two moderately educated parents who went to college who can assist you we're gonna get this done i promise so she took out her contacts put in her glasses and we all got to work i mean like literally the opposite (laughs) opposite oh my god so maybe it'll turn around and maybe you'll be up till midnight gluing dots and electrons and whatever else yeah that's probably true yeah that's how that goes anyway okay so move on so I cannot believe that this is the second time we're going to talk about you hitting something (laughs) with your vehicle. Okay, we live in an apartment complex. Mm -hmm. It's a very tight squeeze for parking. Yeah. We have like a a driveway behind us. Right. And then we have bushes. Okay. So there's not a lot of room to pull out. Mm -hmm. But my car wasn't even parked in its parking spot. Victor, for some reason, and I don't know why he did this... 
but he had driven my car that day to work. And so when he came back, he had parked in the resident parking, but in front of the rental office. Oh, so not your actual spot. No. Okay. And so when you back up, you wouldn't be backing up into the bushes. You'd be backing up into the row of cars that were parked. Okay. And all my mirrors had been adjusted. Of course. And so I started backing up because I was going to adjust them. And I had adjusted my side mirrors, but I hadn't adjusted my rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. And so I started backing up. I was looking over my shoulder. Then I was looking over the other shoulder, but I wasn't looking in the rear view because it was like wonky because I had because it was adjusted for Victor. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I heard a <gasps> oh, no. and I was just like, oh, my God. I'm what like, did you what? hit? So I pulled forward and I looked back and there is this giant brand new <gasps> GMC four-door short bed pickup truck. Oh, you hit someone's truck. And it, it was in a parking space. It was like bronze colored. Oh, boy. And so I pull forward and I get out with my cell phone flashlight and I go over to the corner of their car because that's where I hit it. And I'm looking mm -hmm. and I I don't see anything. Oh, Okay. And I, I'm, I'm like looking and I'm, I'm like, do I see a scrape? Do I not see a scrape? I'm like, <laughs> I don't really know. I'm like, I'm not sure. And so just to be safe, yeah. I left a note because, oh. you know, I'm just like, well, you know, because it was dark outside. right? And so I'm just like, well, I'm like, maybe I'll just leave a note just to be safe because I really hate it when people do it to me. Yeah. Because my car is beat to hell because so many people have bumped it or, you sure, know, sure. rear-ended it or something like that and just never left notes. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm not going to be that person. Yeah. So I left a note and I said, hello, uh, I bumped into your car <laughs> and... I just basically told him that, you know, I didn't see any scratches, but, you know, it's dark outside. So you're trying to be nice. I said, here's my cell phone. You know, if you if you notice anything in the, the daylight yeah. or something, feel free to call me and we can exchange, you know, information. And I said, you know, thanks. Right. I folded it, put it in the windshield, drove off. And I'm thinking, and I looked at my car. Yeah. My car's got all sorts of scrapes and scratches. Right. Because my car is a lot smaller. And so drove off, come home, blah, blah, blah. You know, didn't think anything of it for the rest of the night. The next morning, mm -hmm. I get a call. <gasps> And they said, well, we did notice like one or two little tiny scratches. And we were actually going to trade in this car in um, in a couple of weeks. So we'd like to get your information so we can file a claim. Okay. And so I'm like, all right. Well, you knew that. <laughs> You knew they were going to. The, the second you... No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not surprised. Why would they? Because you admitted fault. So now they can bill it to somebody else. If there's nothing there, then why do you need to do anything? Because it, you said it was brand new. Well, I mean, did you see the damage? I still don't see anything. Oh... Oh, shit. I probably wouldn't have left a note. But the see, this is the weird part is, Jamie, is I've never seen the car again. Well, maybe they were there looking at an apartment. 
they told me that they live in apartment blah 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 mm. and they said this we were getting ready to trade in the car again the car that they drive is like a beat up white suv mm. well i mean i don't know and, how you're gonna get out of this <laughs> well part of me wonders if they're tr- they're trying to claim that i hit the beat up white suv i don't know paula i real. i'm in a, i i'm in a quandary i mean there's no way to at this point i mean what are you gonna do i called the insurance company first and i told them what happened yeah and i told them the color the make of the car and yeah all of that stuff yeah so they said that they're gonna come out and take pictures and they're gonna make measurements on each car to see if it's possible oh. that the collision marks would make sense. Oh, well, there you go. So what a what a colossal pain in the ass. I know, right? And of course, we know whose fault this really is, right? It's my fault. No, no. Who who's who parked? Oh, oh Victor. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, that's what I told Can him. Can you please um, let's deduce down to the original infraction, which is parking in the wrong spot. I told him that I said, you realize this whole thing's your fault anyway. And he's like, how is it my fault? Because I'm like, why were you parked in the resident parking? Why were you fucking with my middle mirror? That's exactly it. At the end of the day, <laughs> we know whose fault this is. I have this discussion with Daryl all the time. <laughs> we know whose fault it is. Do not blame this on me. I'm like, you know, it's hard enough for me to park here just for living Let in my regular spot. Having you switch it up at the last minute I'm going, like, hey, what does it matter? I'll flip this mirror around and park in the wrong spot. Good luck. What is this wipeout? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't just be oh, yeah. putting these obstacle courses. Well, you know what? I, and I have absolutely zero problem giving, making him accountable completely. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, seriously, I've done this. I've played this game. I know how to, how I know how this all ends at the end of the day. Then he tried to tell me, he's like, I did not mess with your middle mirror. And I'm like, then how'd I get that way? <laughs> I would never put my mirror that way. I, I would be like, do you disrespect me so much that you would stand here and lie to me right now about this right in my face <laughs> enough let's just stop playing games <laughs> i would be God, furious ridiculous anyway <laughs> i'm sorry you got you're gonna have to tell me the saga as it continues i at this point need to know what what will occur <laughs> It'll be well and what was so funny is oh god this was the worst part I was talking to the insurance company on the phone and Olivia was sitting there and then the lady on the phone says, she's like, so your plan will um, cover the first $5,000, blah, blah, blah. Or we anticipate it being five, you know, up to 5,000 or something mm-hmm. like that. Right, I don't right. Have a number 5,000 came up. Yeah. And I lamented, I'm like, $5,000. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it because I'm just like, they're two little tiny scratches, scratches. if they're even there. I right. said, because I didn't even see them. This could be buffed out. See, so your biggest mistake was being decent. <laughs> I'm like, I should have never left a note. Nope. This is it's what you get. Stupid. This is what you get but for you know being what? Decent. Part of the reason I did was because there was two people outside of their apartments. Mm. And so I would have been an asshole if I didn't. But yeah, but you are an asshole. That's the thing. I don't no, like... No, it, it was the right thing to do, even though it's going to cost me in the long run. Well, I do so. understand, but you know I, you know what? I, I would have done the whole thing. I would have made it look like I left a note, but then didn't really, and then left. 
I literally. Or you would have just said, I hit your car. I'm really sorry. Nope. If you know. Yeah. If you need to contact me, here's my information. And then just <laughs> didn't leave anything. Yeah, I, I would have. I mean, okay, call me a dick. But if I had truly not seen any damage, like genuinely, I would not have left a note. If I saw real damage, I would have taken photos. I would have given them my phone number, said I took pictures of the damage. I will absolutely pay for this. I am insured, blah, blah, blah. But if I if it looked like a buffing out scratch, I'd be like, mm, well, you know, enjoy it. I, you know, I'll, I'll leave 50 bucks for a hand wash. I, I don't know what else to do. I know. That's probably so, what I would have done. When I lamented $5,000. Yes. And so at, and when I hung up the phone, Olivia says, does this mean we're not going to Disneyland, oh Mom? God. And I'm just like, oh, stop it. I'm like, Livia, oh I'm like, God. just don't Drama listen queen. to my conversations. God, I'd be like. <laughs> She's like Tiny Tim. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, sir. May I have Please, another? Sir. I know. She's ridiculous. God. I'd be like, you know what? You're making me mad. Get out of here. <laughs> like, you better She's scat. so ridiculous. I'm like, I don't pay $5,000. The insurance company does. Oh, see, now why are you explaining? I'd be like, take that monkey and get out of my face. <laughs> I know, right? I don't even know where that monkey is. Oh, now. it's gone. Nobody now. does. No one cares. That thing it's is probably dead. still sitting on the couch where everybody left it. Because no one picks anything up. <laughs> it's 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 just gonna die there on the couch. Die a sad, slow, unwanted death. All right. Well, best of luck to you in your trials with these scratches. I would like to hear your ugly and awkward moment of the week. you have like that wasn't enough however that 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 was going to be mine but it's just (laughs) it was more of a story than an awkward moment it could have been one though Well, this has definitely been paula's world this week for sure (laughs) i know right okay so we were at walmart uh getting everyone's valentine day stuff you know like the valentines the candy and you know all all that kind of how all exciting ugly and awkward moments begin at walmart <sighs> typically <laughs> it actually it probably would have been worse at target because oh their carts are way whiter oh god so we're all in the everybody's in the same it was the night before mm-hmm. basically valentine valentine's day sure and so everybody's there of, of course. course trying to get their stuff i was trying to go past this one area and you know how they put these displays in the middle of the aisle? For some ungodly reason, yes. And because I'm just like, like it, it wouldn't benefit everyone to have, you know, more space. Right. <laughs> you can fit two carts on the sides yeah, yeah. of the displays. I get it. You know, if, if everyone's willing to scoot way over to their sides. Sure. This woman had left her teenager to attend the cart. Mm-hmm. And... I was trying to get past her, but she was like not paying attention or whatever. And I said, excuse me. And so she's like, oh, okay. And so she like moved it over a little bit. Mm -hmm. 
let's just be honest. <laughs> Only adults should really be in charge of shopping carts. Agreed. Like teenagers, children, whatever. They don't know how to maneuver them. They don't know how to like. Yeah. They just don't know shopping cart etiquette. Not they really. Don't know how to, they don't know how to get it out of the way. No. I'm like, can you just move it a little bit more? And so she moved it a little bit more. Well, then she kept her hand on the side. Mm. And so I was like pushing it. And then the wide part came it was literally like squeezing to the side of her guard. And so I was like trying to get by. So I just kind of like umped it. And so, well, when I did that, I smashed her fingers between. (gasps) No, Paula. Oh my God. I didn't know her hand was still there, but she kept her fingers. She kept her fingers on the side of the cards. What an idiot. So I smashed her fingers between her her cart and my cart, and she pulled her hand out really fast, and she's like, help! Oh, no. And did the mother bear come and kill you? So then I said, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, are you okay? And I went to go, like, touch her hand or something. And she's like, oh, no, I'm all right. And then the mom, Uh like, was still, like, you know, six feet away, and she, like, leaned backwards to, like, look over. And she's just like, are you all right, Kelly? Oh, shit. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. You never know how the mother's going to respond. That's the scary part. It's like, are you going to have... Well, the good news is the mom mom didn't, you know, she didn't dive into action, thank God. No, but but well, her ears perked and she's just like, what's going on over there? Do I need to be a mama bear or what? What's happening? Because if you had been a big dude, it would have been over. (laughs) It was a total accident. Of course it was. I know it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyways, we were finally like cruising along our way and I look backwards and I see the mom come walking over there and I see them walking along, pushing their car. I see a little girl with her hand up and the mom's looking at it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was just like, You're like oh, I'm an asshole. I'm I didn't asshole. mean to be. <laughs> God. So, I, I heard a child. <laughs> you are t- you are on a tear this week. <laughs> Just I absolute terror. Maybe I should have left a note and offered insurance. <laughs> oh, on, they would have taken you up on that. Paper, especially at a Walmart. God. <sighs> Man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm God. really, I would have felt horrible. I didn't really feel that bad. Really? I would have felt bad. Like in the beginning, I did, but yeah. then like oh, well, I would have gotten over it for sure. But I mean, I was just like, I asked her at least three times to move over, right, right, and, you know, and then don't put your hand between the freaking cards. Well, that that is true. I don't know why you would do that. It's like, how dumb can you be? Well, and dumb enough to get her hand hurt. Like if sure. if you're not, you know, old enough to handle being by the cart by yourself then clearly your mom needs to come and be with you you know what i have to be if i'm being completely honest i would have obsessed over that the entire time i was in the store i would have really not been able to let that go i would be like we need to leave like i would want to leave i would feel i would feel really bad about it even if it was her own stupid fault i would have felt bad about it personally i would have i would have not let that go i would have thought about it for 12 hours and then finally been able to let it go no way. We stayed and spent like $150. I would have had to take an out of van. <laughs> I just don't like that. I It would have bothered me. It would have bothered me. But I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad you didn't like, you know, cause any real harm, for God's sake. You're well, maybe I did. I don't know. I could have broken her fingers for nah, all I know. you didn't. They would have come after you. <laughs> they would have come after you. If they could have found us. Yeah, but... it's like quick like a bunny. Let's go. <laughs> out of here. We're out of here. So. Well, congratulations on injuring a child. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so mine is not nearly <laughs> as heinous. I, okay, you know how Daryl likes to go to the grocery store with me? Yes. We've discussed this in the past. Okay, so now the thing is, is that I don't mind it. It takes twice as long when he comes with me because he likes to lollygag, which I absolutely hate, but I don't mind. He likes to peruse or whatever. So we're in line to check out. And now the thing is, is that I will literally abandon him because there's a TJ Maxx next door. Oh, right. So we'll be in line and I'll grab my purse. He's like, are you leaving? And I'm like, well, I just thought I would go to TJ Maxx since we're just standing here. And he's like, okay. So now there's this thing where if we, if we've purchased a significant amount of groceries, I leave him and go shopping next door. So I go next door and I'm in the purse aisle. And I'm in desperate need of a purse, and I don't want to spend a ridiculous amount of money. I love TJ Maxx. They have stuff that's marginally in season, usually. And so I will find something that I like. I really need a new purse. And so I'm looking through. And now the thing with discount stores, especially in Sacramento, there are a lot of Russian. We have a large Russian community. And so they, they know how to shop the discount stores. Now, I don't care or anything like that but the thing i have found specifically with older russian women is they don't have any care about personal space like there's no problem being right up in your shit they don't it's not even it doesn't even register that it's uncomfortable for someone like me they don't understand proximity they don't care they're just doing their business they're just minding their own business looking for a good deal maybe it's a tactic perhaps it is, it is possible, but I've encountered this for, forever. It's, and it, it doesn't, it bothers me because I don't like people being an inch away from me when I'm shopping. But, you know, I've, you want that purse, then you better get your ass in there if you want to look at it. And that's kind of, you know, you can't be timid when, Shy, when that's yeah. happening. So there's a clutch that I'm looking at. And this woman, older woman is, you know, she's got the, the pink bandana on, the heavy coat, and she's literally digging through these purses and I want that clutch. So I go, <laughs> I go over to grab it and I've got a, you know, unfortunately I'm like right there next to her. And out of nowhere, I do those, you know, the, like a rogue wave when you get a hiccup out of nowhere, only one. Yeah. Where you go <gasps> really, really loud. <laughs> yes. Right in her ear. Reached over. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess that's my tactic. She barely even jumped. Like it didn't even affect her. I was red. I was so embarrassed. The entire aisle of people, because there was a lot of people in there, they all stopped except for this woman. Nothing faced her. I'm like, this woman has seen some things. This woman has seen some shit. A hiccuping woman means nothing to her. But I was embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, what? Of all, it's like, why? And she just, she didn't even care. No, everyone else did. I did. She kept on looking at her bags, looking at Maybe those purses. She was deaf. <laughs> well, that is possible. I didn't even think of that. I was under, I was under more the impression like she was really focused on looking for a bag. And I was not, I was completely inconsequential. <laughs> it did not matter what I could hiccup. Yeah, really. I don't know. God, that's weird. But the loud hiccup that stunned the entire aisle of people, except for the one lady where I did it right in her pink bandana ear, nothing. 
not a thing god how embarrassing but how bizarre it was bizarre it was the whole the whole thing was weird and why i focused on this one woman i think it's because i practically my lips practically were brushing her face not really but you know what i'm saying but i had reached that sounds over like something we would do to each other as like you know when we were younger like get a loud burp right to in piss someone's them off, ear right yeah so i mean i'm turning red right now actually because there were like five people who literally stopped in their tracks and turned to look because it was so loud so what'd you do afterwards i turned around and walked away okay <laughs> and i went into housewares I, so. I went into housewares and started looking at vases that i would never ever buy <laughs> so it was just the worst because <laughs> that makes sense that makes sense anything to be removed from this situation yeah because we're a big vase people <laughs> yes i have <laughs> i have many vases <laughs> that's so true that anyway. is so funny oh my god well i'm gonna say you win because oh, you win. even you. though we both involved others you injured someone and i didn't even scare her <laughs> so. yeah really that's uh, that's, that's true well lucky for me yay lucky you. I hurt someone. <laughs> yay you hurt somebody you you hurt a lot of people this week this is what happens when i start to go out in public more often well you have you know what you just got to put that risk you got to do that you got to do it <gasps> anyways all right. all right well thanks everybody for joining us this week we appreciate your patronage and your listenage and your uh any other lineage mm-hmm. we will have a big show coming up for 200 i know we're not not sure what's in the works yet but I it's gonna know. be a it's gonna be a surprise <laughs> for for me too <laughs> tune in for uh for somebody fun ex- something fun in and excitement maybe producer double sit in he can recap Maybe. how difficult it's been. <laughs> Who Maybe. knows? Who knows? But it's going to be lots of fun. Yeah. So make sure that you listen in for episode 200. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our Oroville friends. Please be safe out there. We are thinking of you and wishing you well and uh, safety and hopefully that they can fix everything and everyone can go back home. So everybody can go back home already. Oh, they lifted that a couple days ago. Well, I thought with this new storm coming out, I didn't know what was going on. No, they 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 lifted it. Okay, well then, never mind. <laughs> no, I mean some people can still stay away. I think it's voluntary at this point, but the lake has gone down far more than they expected, and so nobody's well, in probably because it all drained out. Yeah, really. <laughs> no kidding, it's all gone. So. All right, well, never mind then. No. Everybody, just listen warm from your houses. <laughs> So, all right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.